the one thing I took just from being around it all last year that I really appreciated and uh, I look forward to is seeing guys, you know, taking part in an All-Star game for the first time, a lot of them. Just seeing the faces and uh, seeing how excited they are and just, uh, like I said, being able to coach some guys that you compete against all year, I think this is going to be really fun. Welcome to episode 234 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It's been another busy week in our province's baseball circle, so let's get right to it. The MLB draft was held Sunday through Tuesday with 20 rounds of players being chosen. A total of nine Canadians were taken and one in particular stands out here as Matt Wilkinson was taken in the 10th round, 308th overall by the Cleveland Guardians. The Dogs Academy and Okotoks Dogs standout turned heads with his performance with Chatham in the Cape Cod League and many believe he was on the path to being selected. He'll be joining the Guardians, who have another well-known Alberta Southpaw in the system, that of course being Eric Sabrowski. Another player with ties to our province is Luis Martinez Gomez, who was also taken in the 10th round, 296th overall by the Chicago Cubs. The right-hander was a WCBL All-Star last season as a member of the Fort McMurray Giants. Congrats to both Tugboat and Luis, as well as all players taken in this year's MLB draft. We'll let you know if we get word of any other young athletes who sign free agent contracts, as they normally do in the days and weeks ahead. And a big congratulations to those named Team Alberta for the Baseball Canada Cup, which is slated for August 9th through 13th in Regina. Several familiar names will be representing our province again, including Cam Bergstrom, Dominic Morgan, Luke Wheatley, Matt Murray, Michael Yusufchuk, and Simon Baker. We look forward to keeping you updated on how the team does when that tournament gets going. Now on to this week's guests, and it's all about the WCBL All-Star Game, which goes Saturday in Okotoks. The Derby will start at 5 p.m. with the game itself set for 7.05. Earlier this week, we found out who will represent the West and East Divisions, and you can head to our website to read more about the rosters. Later on, we'll hear from Coaldale's Torn Vasilinic and Calgary's Trent Lawson about getting the call. But what's it like being a coach heading into the weekend festivities? We caught up with Lou Pote of the Okotoks Dogs. Coach, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Oh, anytime. Thanks for having me. You've been named head coach of the West Division All-Star team. What does that recognition mean to you? Um, you know, that part of an organization that, uh, you know, uh, won the title the year before. Um, I got big shoes to fill, fill in for Mitch. So, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very, it's welcomed and, you know, honored and, uh, really excited to, uh, to coach guys that, uh, we, you know, obviously that I coached during the season, but that we compete against all year. So, um, you know, being a part of it last year as a fan was uh, really cool, but really, really excited to be a part of it. Uh, you know, in the dugout this year. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you were there as a fan last year. What do you remember about the experience from that vantage point? What kinds of things do you do you want to kind of bring in now that you're going to be the coach this time around? Uh, well, obviously the game was unreal. Uh, the competition, it was, uh, I think, you know, walk off to win it. Um, and I think that was, you know, just a perfect ending to a perfect night. Uh, as far as, you know, what to do different uh not you know hopefully there's more home runs in the home run derby <laughs> uh the wind was wasn't favorable to right-handed hitters last year so uh i just think you know if if it could go any better that you know there'd be tons of home runs uh you know uh, obviously the crowd is going to be you know uh it's going to be a packed house um but i think the one thing i took 
from just from being around it all last year that I really appreciate it and uh, I look forward to seeing guys you know taking part in an all-star game for the first time a lot a lot of them um, just seeing their faces and uh, seeing how excited they are and you know just uh, like I said being, being able to coach some guys that you compete against all year I think uh, is going to be really fun. One of the things I took away from last year was how the coaches, Mitch included, really tried to give the players that opportunity to, I'll call it soak it in. But is that something that you're hoping to instill in them this year as well as, hey, this isn't your every year opportunity. Like this is something to kind of take that step back and really uh, soak in that atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you get caught up in the moment uh sometimes and you don't appreciate those things so that, that's one of the things that uh we talked with our team leading up to this season uh is you know appreciate where you're playing appreciate every moment appreciate your teammates and just be in the moment you know step off the mound take it all in if it's your first time pitching in front of uh, a big crowd uh i think that's something that as players we take for granted because we want to do so well and we forget to enjoy the moment and that's one thing that i think you know that looking forward to forward to the event and meeting the players and stuff i think that's one thing that we'll address is you know don't take a minute to soak it all in when you get out there when you get your opportunity to get in the game um because everybody's going to get their chance and uh you know something that you'll remember for the rest of your life because it might be the only one right mm-hmm. and that's uh, something that you when you look back on your career you want to really appreciate and being able to take that you know just second to look around and be like wow this is really really cool mm-hmm. uh something that i don't want them to miss out on Mm-hmm. albeit there is that element of gameplay and you want to make sure that there's a there's a w at the end of the day as well as that coach do you have an approach in mind on how you want to uh, want to handle the game and and handle the players involved uh a little bit i've been you know asking questions how to uh, how to handle it, but i thought Mitch did a great job last year uh obviously uh you know getting got naming the starting lineup is probably going to be the toughest thing because you, you know respecting that you know guys that have had really good years and then you know it's it's at our it's it's at our stadium so you know seeing who 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 wants who's going to be in there in the starting lineup is uh probably the most nerve-wracking thing i think that as a as a head coach in an all-star game uh that you, you got to be careful with mm-hmm. so uh that's something that probably the most nerve-wracking for me is is the starting lineup and then just obviously making sure everybody's in the game and and gets to gets to you know, a chance to get out there and, you know, and play. Mm-hmm. You're a pitcher, so you know the value of this, whether it's, you know, pitch counts you got to be leery of, especially because these guys got to go back to their, their hometown squads after the weekend's done. But not just that, but you look at last year and extra innings and everybody's kind of looking over their shoulder going, uh, we weren't really plotting on this. So how do you how do you expect to handle the, the pitching duties this year to make sure that you might have an extra arm or two ready to go just in case you need them in the 10th or 11th innings? Uh, well, you know, just obviously uh, being uh, communicating with other coaches and players of when they pitched last, uh, are they available? Um, and then just, you know, you know, maybe one. You know, who can? Who's maybe a two-way guy uh, that's pitched at college? Maybe hasn't pitched a bunch this year. You know, I think that's that'll be fun if it if it gets to that. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we're smart enough to to be able to plan it out just in case we can go two innings if needed. Uh, you know, depending on when they last pitched. Uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of a lot of pretty cool scenarios that you look at, and if it's if it's an extra inning, 
affair like it was or uh, last year uh i mean that would be really cool and that's hopefully that uh we don't mess it up Mm-hmm. It's certainly a fun atmosphere to be a part of. I'm curious, though, as a player, have you ever were you ever uh, an all star? Uh, yeah, I was all star in uh, in double A. Uh, I think twice in uh, Texas League, uh, both times. One when I was really young, and one when I was a little bit older in the same league. So, uh, and it was, and I got, and I had a chance to pitch in both of them, and it was, uh, uh, it was, you know, the first one I, you know, it was just. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I want to go out there and dominate. And then the second one, I, I kind of took a step back and was like, just appreciated how, how cool it was and how rare it was, and special to be a part of it. And you know, just get to know some teammates that you play or that are teammates for a day, and then you know, just uh, getting to see that side of them. I think that was the really cool part for me is like you compete against them all year, and then you you get a holy cow, he's a good dude, you know. So. Mm. Um, that's the, that's the stuff that I remember, and just uh, from one All Star game to the next, uh, just soaking it in, and that's something that I plan on sharing with you guys. Absolutely, uh, the dogs obviously off to a great first half of the season. Looking back on that first half, what made it so successful in your eyes? I just think you know, obviously we were, we have a really talented roster, um, and very you know deep roster in that sense. So uh, I just think every you know. We have a lot of veteran guys that have been here, been through the program, been through a couple of championship seasons, and they just they know what it takes, and uh, they just welcome everybody. And I think that's the biggest thing is is our our core veteran group have been around, and 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 they've accepted everybody that's come that's new here and made them feel uh, at home. And I think when as baseball players, as athletes, when you can be yourself uh, and you're not work, you're not caught up in you know trying to impress everybody with every swing, I think that's when you get the best out of your uh, abilities. And I think that's the biggest thing with our, with this group is is that they're you know they just accept everyone and everybody can relax and just be themselves and be and and, and let their game play. Um, and you know it's easily it's been you know obviously trying to get everybody some rest and trying to get everybody uh their at bats and their innings uh but it's 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 been great man they, these guys these guys know what it takes and uh whatever we've asked of them they've they've done it's been so in, in that sense it's been easy mm-hmm. it's been it's been easy just writing the number names down and then they just go out and play so uh but it's been really really fun and uh and you know obviously it's the first half first part of the season um, there's, you know, we got to finish strong, but, uh, you know, it's been, uh, more than I expected. Oh, and, uh, and appreciate every, every second that we've had together. So mm-hmm. speaking of looking ahead to that second half in your eyes, is there anything that you got to work on and, or, or improve upon, especially as you're getting down to that nitty gritty, there's playoff spots on the line, not only that, but also teams have started to see each other once or twice now you're, you're it's not like a big surprise to you and and obviously as the reigning champs you've got the the target on your back yeah i just think you know uh managing guys uh not burning them out uh and i think that's you know the one thing that we do well here is is, is uh we get our guys off days and and we don't lose anything when we get when we get the guys that you know might be a little bit ahead of the other guys as far as uh playing time when we when we get uh we give our 
the core players the day off the other guys step up and 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 then just been great uh so uh makes it hard on me and moving forward because you know uh it's you know you're trying you want everybody wants to be in there um but you can only start nine guys right so it's um it's uh it's it's a luxury that i really appreciate having but it's uh it's something that's you know as moving forward we just want to manage and make sure everybody's healthy we're not overworking them and you know we're ready to go when it comes to playoffs and we're not burning them out for their upcoming season for college right Mm -hmm. final question for you here coach you've uh, obviously taken the reins as as head coach this year with Okotoks and you mentioned during the pre uh, right before the season began that uh, you'd be leaning on Mitch you'd be leaning on those assistant coaches to make sure that you're continuing that that level of excellence what's it been like over the last few weeks here to be able to tap into those minds and be able to to chat with them all about making sure that uh, you're putting the right foot forward Oh, I mean, I, I, I can't even express, you know, what it's meant because, you know, Joe, DR, Andy, they've all been through it. Mitch been through it. And, you know, it's, I'm constantly picking their brains on, you know, what could I have done different here? Or what do you think in this situation? And, you know, lineup wise, it's, uh, you know, it's any one of those guys uh, makes my job so much easier uh, to be able to, you know, kind of, you know, I, and we had we had an incident earlier in the season where we you know, just weren't swinging the bats, and Andy said, "Hey, I think we should do this for VP," and we did it. And then, you know, and then that that first game we 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 uh, adjusted our VP rounds. Uh, we you know we just went out there, and I think it was like five or six games in a row where we scored double digits. So it was uh, just just being able to have that to to lean on is. Uh, you know, it just makes makes it so much easier for me. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate the time, Coach. Congratulations on the success of this point. Have fun at the All-Star Game and continued success the rest of the way. All right, we'll see you out there. Now for a couple of conversations from each of the respective dugouts with, of course, an Alberta focus. In the West, Torin Vasilinic will help represent the Lethbridge Bulls. The six foot two, one 180-pound infielder is a Coaldale product and longtime Lethbridge area ball player, including the last three seasons with the Bulls. This summer, he's hitting 299 with seven home runs, 20 RBI, and 10 stolen bases in 30 games, as his team hopes to get back into the form that won him a championship in 2021. Torin, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Chosen as an all-star for 2023, what does that recognition mean to you? Uh, it's, you know, I haven't been, I wasn't picked the past couple of years for it, so after spending a few years in the league, it's uh, the rewarding feeling. Nice to hear, nice to, nice to have that accomplishment under the belt. I asked you this off air, were you surprised by that notification? And, and beyond that is, tell us a little bit about how you found out. Um, so I found out, uh, Mr. Kevin Kavami, the president of the league came into our locker room after, uh, after a win and he announced who all made the all-star team. Uh, so it was cool to have, you know, everyone's reactions, all your teammates reactions and stuff is nice. Um, I didn't, I didn't think about it. I was trying not to think about it too much, you know, for the start of the season is just trying to play good baseball and win games with my team. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I knew I'd been playing pretty decent and I'm not, I'm not really a stat watcher either. So I just kind of was, you know, trying to play the best ball I could. So yeah. 
looking uh, back at last year and now looking ahead to this year, obviously you probably had uh, a little bit of an inkling as to what was to be expected. How excited are you or what has you excited about going to this year's event? Uh, I've never actually been to one of the Wick Bowl All-Star games, so I'm just excited to see what it's all about, you know, how it's going to be. And Okotoks always gets good crowds, so I'm sure it'll be no different, if not even better, for the All-Star game. So it's always nice to play in front of a bunch of people because the energy in the stadium is just unreal when there's you know, a few thousand people there. Mm -hmm. You're off to a great start, obviously, as being named an All-Star. What's been key to your success thus far? Main key has just been uh, consistency, which is what everyone is always striving striving for in baseball, right? But uh, I've just been trying to, you know, take the days that have that are maybe not that that great of days, or maybe could be bad days, and just turn them into at least decent days, and then you know ride the highs as long as you can ride them. So. The team's obviously off. Uh, the team is back in the hunt as well this year. What's been key in your eyes in turning things around after kind of a tumultuous 2022? Uh, I think uh, our pitching has played a huge role. Like we have uh, a lot of arms that are pretty competitive, and uh, we got a fairly solid lineup too. Whether you know whether we're always hitting or not, our pitching has usually been able to keep us in the game, which is super nice thing to have. Um, we're just, you know, trying to make everything click all at once, like everybody is, I guess. But mm. when everything clicks, it, it se- things seem to work out nicely for us. You're one of those veterans who played on the 2021 championship team. You played on the team last year as well when you missed the playoffs. So two polar opposite uh, experiences in those two seasons. How does that fuel or maybe affect your approach heading into this season? And especially as you were having those conversations with guys you've been in the same locker room with over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, I guess guys that have had a taste of both kind of know what it's like from both sides, right? And uh with that year that we didn't make it last year, we just kind of got unlucky with uh, injuries and the amount of guys that we were able to put on the field all the time. So it just didn't work out well for us that time. But, you know, the year we won it, we uh, were able to make things come together well. And we had lots of guys at every position and lots of pitchers that were able to fill in spots when we needed spots filled in. So this year kind of feels some more more similar to that i don't want to jinx anything obviously <laughs> but uh yeah I've, i think just having the numbers and having the the talent there is huge for us is there anything as a veteran that you've been saying to some of the younger guys or the new guys on the roster to get them prepared for the grind that is a, a real quick and and very uh busy summer you know you just you kind of have to uh, it's different for everybody you know like but it's important to take care of your body and you know make sure you're eating the right foods and getting enough sleep you know it, it is summer ball and lots of these guys are in a different area so they want to have fun which is good and fine but we're still playing baseball right so it's just important that uh everyone takes that seriously and you know there's there's a time and place where everybody wants to go out and have some fun and we do that for sure but we also uh try to take try to take what we're doing here seriously at the same time. So I just kind of try to emphasize to those guys that maybe don't understand what the schedule is like, that uh, it is a grind and that it's important that you do take care of that stuff. 
You mentioned the fun side of things. You're from Coaldale, so clearly you know the area really, really well. Do you find yourself being the tour guide of sorts, as you uh, not just for the veterans, but even for the young guys to show them what uh, what Southern Alberta has to has to offer? A little bit, for sure. Yeah, I know lots of the guys uh, that come up from the states have never seen mountains like these before, right? So we talk about uh, going out to Waterton or making a trip out to Banff or something. Lots of the time, and there's lots of guys that are excited to do that stuff we're just you know waiting for the right opportunity to do it so it, it is a little bit tour guidey but you know you're from the area so guys look kind of look to you to see what you know what it what is there to do and what's the best things to do so it doesn't bother me at all mm-hmm. do you have a favorite spot or go-to spot whether it's off season or if you were to say to the guys here's one spot you have to check out before you go uh we uh my family had a house in Waterton growing up, so there's always a spot there, I guess, close to home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if they were going to check out one area, you have to have to make the trip to Banff because there's not a lot of places in the world like that, right? So, mm. Never a dull moment when you go into the mountains, that's for sure. And I, exactly. Lucky Duck as well, being from having a spot in Waterton. Oh, I'm so jealous yeah. right now. So yeah. jealous. Uh, yeah. In terms of looking ahead to the second half of the season here, whether it be personally or obviously from a team perspective, anything that you have in mind that you need to get done or that you need to do to to keep the ride rolling? Personally or as a team, you're saying? Both. Uh, I guess personally is like uh, second half of the season adjustments, right? So you've kind of you've kind of played everyone. Everyone uh, might have a game plan to. Uh, go against you so you have to make your adjustments just like all the other teams are making their adjustments of how they're going to win Mm -hmm. and then as a team you know it's just super important that we uh stay on track and stay focused and that we're still taking care of business right it's easy to get into kind of a mid-season lull but Mm -hmm. if you can uh, push through that and find a way to win all those close games that's huge for the program huge for the guys uh emotions and you know Mm -hmm. energy as far as the fall and and upcoming spring have in store uh not a hundred percent right now you know it's a it's a big life change finishing college baseball so you know lots of guys go through it and have to make those adjustments but i'd like to try to uh play some indie ball if possible i'm gonna get up get up some tryouts and see where that takes me and if that doesn't work out, then we'll go from there, I guess. Mm-hmm. A few uh, rapid-fire questions here to wrap things up, Torn. First off, your favorite ballpark food? Favorite ballpark food is probably French fries. If the French fries are good, you can't can't go wrong with the French fries. Do you have toppings in mind when you're having the fries, or is it just seasoning salt and that's good to go? I'm, I'm a vinegar guy on the French fries if it's there, but I usually vinegar and ketchup. Sounds like such a small town hockey rink. Yeah, uh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your best ballpark that you've ever played in or been a spectator in? Uh, best ballpark I've ever played in is going to be Minute Maid Stadium in Houston. Very cool. Talk about that experience. How did that all come to be? Uh, well, with the University of Arkansas Monticello, they usually do a start of the season kind of trip to Minute Maid and there's a you know they host the uh, Minute Maid and I think the new Ranger Stadium now even hosts right. uh, like a D2, D2 tournament and a D1 tournament so we start off there for the season you know you get to play a few ranked teams which is good to kind of see where you're at for the mm-hmm. season but in terms of the actual park it's just 
it's insane, right? Like we're playing there in front of nobody and there's 40,000 open seats, but I can imagine <laughs> playing in a stadium with 40,000 people there screaming. It'd be awesome, but it's a really cool experience. Very cool. Uh, your go-to walk-up tune. Uh, right now it's, uh, love is gone by David Guetta and a few other guys. Just uh, one of the songs I heard this season and lots of people seem to like it. So I'm, I'm rocking with it for now. Very cool. Finally, your favorite baseball memory. Favorite baseball memory. Probably, uh, I'm I'm kind of stuck between two. I would have to say the championship season with the bowls here. Mm -hmm. That's a great memory. And also the, uh, my final year of American Legion, we made a an awesome run in the state tournament after losing the first game. So that's always pretty memorable to do that. Mm-hmm. As a follow-up on that, how cool has it been to be able to see baseball at all the different levels in the Lethbridge area, whether it's you know the little league aspect of it, whether it's it's uh, American Legion or now at the the top of the top. Uh, it's been it's been cool because you know I've grown up you know watching these guys or you know, interested in what they're doing and, you know, what kind of life they're living. And then I've kind of just gone up the ladder as time's gone on. And now I'm one of those guys that I used to be watching. Right. Mm-hmm. So baseball has definitely grown in Southern Alberta a lot. And it's been, been cool to see on the come up. How different is it to sign an autograph in your hometown when you're the one that was probably asking for them way back when? Yeah, I can still remember being a, just a little guy asked for autographs from the Bulls. So it's it's cool feeling, you know, because when, when you're a kid and you're watching the Bulls, you're just like, wow, these guys are insane, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're awesome. And the game looks so fast when you're that young. And I mean, it is fast game still, right? But, yeah, yeah it's cool. cool. Very cool. Final question for you here before we let you go. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, game of baseball is hard to hard to put a word on what it means to you, right? Because uh, I guess through through my, it's been something I've done my whole life, mm-hmm. right? And like like lots of other guys have, but I guess it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard thing to give up when the when the day comes. So I'm I'm just planning on extending that day for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's brought me tons of friendships, tons of uh, life lessons from you know coaches and teammates and. It's uh, it's almost uh, it's almost raised you in another way apart from your parents and family and stuff like that, right? It's mm-hmm. another aspect to uh, to how you've been raised. So it means the world. Fantastic stuff. Well, Torin, congratulations on being named a WCBL All Star. Congratulations on all the successes to this point. Continued success going forward. Hoping to see you in the pros in the not too distant future. And thanks so much for Thank joining you. us here on the podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. On the other side of the diamond is Calgary's Trent Lawson, who will represent the Weyburn Beavers in the East Division. The six foot two, 175-pound outfielder is one of a handful of Albertans on the Beavers roster. In 30 games this season, the Vancouver Island University product is hitting 297 with a home run, 17 RBI, and three stolen bases on a Beaver squad fighting for their playoff lives. He joined our Ian Wilson for a candid conversation last week. Trent, how does it feel to be an All-Star this season? It, it definitely feels definitely feels great to be an all-star. It's been, you know, even though it's been a tough season for for the team, but no, it feels feels great. How did you find out that that, that you'd be going to the game? Uh, Cam, after uh, BP, Cam held myself and the other the other all-stars 
off to the off to the side and just kind of said congratulations. You guys have you guys have made the the All Star team. That's great news. And and I, I, you played in Edmonton before, but uh, I don't believe you were an All Star last year. So this will be the first time going to the event. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 It'd be my first time. Awesome. Even though I don't, there was my first year in the WCBL was 2021. I don't think there was an right. all-star. Yeah. I think they made a team. Yeah, things were a little difficult that, that season, I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're having a great year individually. You're leading the club in RBI. I think you're batting right around 300. Um, you're coming off uh, a season in the CCBC where you were also... You know, you had a couple good good seasons there. How do you view like just the season that you're having so far, and and what's working well for you? You know, for me, it's just I'm, I feel like I'm competing a lot more than than ever. Like I feel just just compete. I think I think my competes there. I think my compete's been better than year previous years. Talk a little bit about. Being on a team, Weyburn obviously is, you know, you're struggling to, to collect wins, yet you're having a good season individually. Is that is that difficult, or do you, do you like, are, are you trying to, do you see, I guess, your production and how you're playing as, as a, a way of, uh, a means of leadership on the club, or how, how do you view things? Because that can be a tough thing to navigate. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is tough. Nobody... You know, nobody wants to nobody wants to lose, but at kind of at the same time, it is uh, like summer ball. You still you still come here to to work on things. You know, you definitely definitely don't expect to win to win every game, win every close game, or like win every game by by ten. So you're still definitely you're still definitely working on things. Like I'm still still learning, still yeah, I'm still giving me pointers and like on base running and in the field and hitting so it's just yeah it, it definitely definitely is tough but you just gotta compete I guess a yeah. little bit more as a team I think that's the only thing we're really kind of really lacking a little bit it's just there's definitely some times where we're not all there yeah how did you end up in in Weyburn this this season? Did you have a connection with Cam through uh, the CCBC, or or what was the connection to, to Weyburn? Um, the the connection was uh, I played with him in the the FMBA with the Wolfpack. Gotcha. <laughs> so that was kind of that was my connection. Awesome. To Cam, and then Cam Cam reached out to me. And I was. I was uh, I was happy to be to be, be for him to reach out for me. I was excited to play for him because I knew that, especially he's he's a good manager, he's a good coach. He knows knows a lot. So especially what he's done with the the dinos, the or UFC dinos. So I was excited to be excited to be a part of it. That's great. I know I've been to a few of those uh, FMBA games and. Uh... You know, it's it's senior men's ball. I love that that uh, diamond at Glen Hansen Field, and just uh, overlooking uh, Calgary. There's a lot of WCBL content. Former guys who played in the league, and uh, I know pitching coach uh, Joe Surgent uh, with the Dogs. He still pitches <laughs> from time to time. Talk a little bit, maybe just about that league and some of the connections there as well. 
yeah, there's still like there's there's a bunch of guys who have played played definitely in the in the W. Well, I guess it would have been the the Wimble. Yeah. At the time, uh, like Alex Bishop, uh, Brendan Rose. Mm-hmm. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he would have played. He's he's a good player. Um, Jordan Wong, a lot of guys who play like for for the Bulls and for other teams around, kind of made their way made their way to Calgary and been playing in that league. You kind of you know I know it is uh, you know it can be seen as beer league or whatever you want to call it, but you also don't want to sleep on it. There's uh, it gets pretty competitive in that in on that circuit as well. <laughs> yeah, there's. There's definitely some there's definitely some pitchers who are still still compete in the in the WCBL who definitely they're not and still it's it is a very like there's still some guys out there that can can throw the ball. And, and I mentioned earlier you you tell me about how you ended up with the prospects and why um you know why you ended up playing there as well. Um so Nick Salahup, my the head coach manager at BIU was one was the assistant coach right. for uh for the Edmonton prospects and then Jordan Blundell was also a former head coach for the uh, Vancouver Island Mariners. Right. And that is of course your CCBC club. And how how did you think you played uh, that season with the prospects? Whew, I definitely I definitely struck out a lot. I was <laughs> I think I mean, I averaged like two Ks a game. It was not not the great greatest season I've ever had in in baseball, but it still it still was a good a good season. Um, still, you know, I guess as a team made it to the uh, lost in the WCBL championship series to Lethbridge. Um, but yeah, it was it was still a fun season. Had a lot of still have a lot of memories. Good. Is there a lot of uh, you know you do see a lot of carryover? We were talking about F- FMBA and some of the, the the mix with the WCBL there, but also with the CCBC, you definitely see guys who play that season and then they come over to the WCBL. Is there any uh, any good rivalries that have that have carried over from from one league to the other that you've noticed, or uh, or how do you view that competition? Um, I just it. Uh... I, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of guys um, in like uh, Moose Shaw's got uh, Tristan Seitz and Ethan Merck. Uh, then uh, Medicine Hat has uh, Jack Robinson. There's definitely there's definitely a lot of CC players sprinkled around the league. So I just I just haven't seen a lot like from my point of view there's there hasn't been a lot of rivalry carry over. Just some familiar faces then. Yeah, like yep. for like I know Lethbridge's uh like Claire Hout. But I wouldn't I wouldn't really say they're not necessarily rivalries. So the memory I have of you WCBL and uh it was actually from the first game in Sylvan Lake. Uh I believe you guys were the opponent that night. And uh, what I noticed with you, of course, I recognize the name, uh, but your mustache that that season was like I think 
Lanny McDonald would have looked at that thing twice. It was a, a thing of beauty. So I, I, I guess I need an update on, on your facial hair situation. <laughs> I, I, I still got the mustache. Yeah. Definitely still have the mustache. Um, I just kind of, I started trimming it up a little bit more and making it kind of not as, as bushy <laughs> as maybe Lanny McDonald. Yeah. Just, sometimes it gets, it, it gets too much. Yeah. At times. Yeah. Was there, what was the genesis of the, of the mustache? Cause it looked like, you know, it almost looked like one of those old timey baseball mustaches that could stand the test of any era. Like you could, you could take a picture of you and be like, and make it black and white and it'd be like, oh yeah, this is uh, Trent Lawson from the 18, you know, 98, uh, long stockings or something like that. Um, I forget. I think, I think it was, um, when I was in Huntington, Indiana, playing for University of Huntington, we're getting uh, we're getting our photos taken, and one of the uh, one of the assistants, or I had kind of had I was or I was thinking about shaving, like kind of cleaning it up, and one of the coaches said that uh, you need you needed something, <laughs> you need you just need something, you know, like grow out the hair, grow out the mustache, so that's why I've kind of had it ever since. Well, it's certainly a distinctive look, and uh, <clears throat> like I said, I found it quite captivating at the time. Uh, and that night, I don't remember you striking out a, a lot. I remember you having a couple, couple hits that night. I think the offense was was firing that night. So, uh, good good intro to the league for sure. Um, yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, get into your, your kind of your origin story in baseball. We 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 like to ask a lot of our guests about that. You come from a a very well known baseball family uh jim lawson was and and remains a a legendary figure in in baseball in calgary and in canada um sadly uh, passed away in 2019 um can you just talk to me a little bit about growing up in that in that household and and just your your connection with baseball uh through your dad but also through your family and 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 growing up in that family oh um i just remember always being always going to the field yeah well i guess when i was like five probably till when i was about 12 my dad was still still playing and i just remember always going to the field with him when he was playing in the fn i guess yeah the fnba back then he was playing in the the sunburst and all those and all the senior men's teams i just remember still always going going to the field with him so that's that was kind of my my introduction to baseball does it uh and i don't want to dwell too long on on your dad because you're your own person you're your own man but um does it you know in terms of being a part of his legacy is that um do you feel a responsibility there or, or do you feel um any kind of weight in terms of carrying that that loss and name forward or is it is it more of a privilege to be associated with it I think I think it's more of a privilege to be associated with with Jim. You know, it's it's definitely because I know for sure that he wouldn't want he wouldn't want to see me. You know, uh, quit baseball. He would want me to see me play for as long as possible, and that that's kind of what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. How about your brother? Uh, it's Corey. Is it? Uh, is he is he yes. still playing ball? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. he's still he's still playing. 
he's still playing baseball. Um, I think he's playing with the Kelowna Falcons. Okay, nice. But I know he's he's still he's still playing for uh, Okanagan College in the CC. So you guys would have played against each other then. Yes. Yeah. Any any good uh, smack talk on the field, or are you guys uh, fairly quiet that way? <laughs> uh, we're we're fairly we're fairly quiet. Yeah. Fairly quiet that way. We don't. I don't think. I don't think we. Don't I or for myself, I don't really kind of get into that stuff all that often. But yeah, sometimes sometimes I can hear him when he's on the bench. <laughs> But it's nothing. It's nothing that he hasn't really said to me before. So, so I just kind of, kind of leave it, put it in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah, respond with the bat, right, or the glove. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is he is he kind of the opposite with you? Is he going to be a little more more yappy than you are? Or? Uh, I think, I think he is a little bit more, a little bit more yappy. But still, uh, my dad is definitely a. Uh, focus on the team not on don't don't chirp because whatever whatever happens in baseball could is probably going to happen to you if you start start chirping about it yeah, that's a good philosophy and you know it's interesting with uh, we you know we see major league baseball there's been a real shift in in kind of the showmanship and you know from Jose Bautista doing the bat flip was it was this major controversy years ago and now it's you know, people bat flip all the time. There's, there's, seems like teams are a lot more vocal at uh, almost every level. Do you, do you, I mean, how do you look at that? Does it, does it, is that something that bugs you a bit or are you just kind of, everyone's free to do it, express themselves how they want? No, it doesn't, doesn't really bug me all that often. You know, there's definitely, there's definitely times to do it and times not to do it. I think that just, kind of have to have a little bit of a feel to know when is a good time to bat flip and when it's not because then because if you're up by if you're up by five or five or six and you hit like a three-run shot and you bat flip you might see one in the ribs next time i <laughs> but that's that's just how i kind of that's how i kind of view it yeah any um, you know, uh, I want to move on to some some quick hitters and and some fun questions with you in a second here. But do you have any goals for the remainder of the WCBL season uh, as as things go along? Here, is there anything that uh, either individually you want to achieve or you want to see happen with the team uh, to to end out the summer? I think definitely one one of the goals that that we would like to see is for us to, in this last half is to finish. Around 500. I think that would be that's it. That would be that's an achievable. I feel like that's an achievable goal for for us as a team is to finish around 500. We've definitely we've definitely had some games where we could. It looks like we're we're good, and then just some other times where we don't have the the focus or the compete level, and that's when we kind of lose. So I feel like if we really lock down, we could be a 500 team for this last half. Any any personal goals for you? Not really. Yep. Just probably just help the team any way I can to win ball games. So. And and what's next for you after the WCBL season? Are you? Uh, I can't remember where you're at in terms of your scholastic career, but are are you back to VIU or um, are you done done after that? Uh, I am I'm done at 
I am done at VIU. I have, uh, I'm trying to play overseas. So right now I have a team in Germany that I'm going to play for in 2024. But then I'm just trying to find a team to play for in Australia. That's where, that's where I'm looking at, looking to go. Oh, that sounds like some fun adventures. How did, uh, how did you come up with that game plan or what, uh, what spawned that interest? Did you just want to do some travel, like mix in some travel with, with baseball or, or what brought uh, that about? There's, there's some guys that I played with on the, uh, on the Wolfpack in the FNBA that have, uh, that have done some of that stuff. They said it was, they said it was great. They loved it. So that kind of spawned or sparked my interest at, at trying to see like, Hey, maybe this is a possibility that I could do this. Uh, all right, let's move on to some some fun questions. Uh, I think I might know the answer to some of these, but uh, you never know. Um, why don't we start with uh, your favorite Major League Baseball team? It'd have to be the Braves. All right. I, again, I think I know where we're going with this, but favorite player? Um, I think uh, Corbin Carroll. Oh, okay. I like that choice. Man, he's he's yeah. looked good this season. I thought you were going to go with Mike Soroka. Obviously, there's a bit of a family connection there through the Redbirds. Yeah. But uh, uh, how about uh, your favorite ballpark food? I think the uh, a bratwurst. Oh, good choice. Now, is there onions on that? Is that loaded up? Onions, mustard? What do you got? Usually some some onions and mustard. Good choice. Not, not too much, but pretty simple, but not, you know. Yeah, you got to watch got to watch the heartburn right <laughs> yeah pre-game music uh do you get the buds in and what do you what do you listen to before you before you take the field oh it's whatever the team whatever the team's playing in the locker room i think right now it's a lot of zach bryan okay is that country sorry i'm not a big country guy if that is but yeah, but, yeah that's, that's country <laughs> all right all right uh now who so who runs the uh, who runs the music in the in the wayburn club house Ryan me. Lots of country then. <laughs> yeah. That does it for some of the quicker questions. And I just want to thank you for, for being a guest today. And I just got one final question for you. We ask it of every guest that comes on the podcast. Uh, that question is, what does the game of baseball mean to you? The game of baseball means to me is, is it's uh, very similar to, to life as a whole. You know, sometimes you can play, you can prepare as much as possible. You can work you can but you're still gonna fail you know it's just you still and even if you do fail the next day you still have to go out compete try your best to win awesome well thanks again trent and uh yeah continued success this season thank you thanks for having me on Thanks again to Lou Pote, Torn Vasilinik, and Trent Lawson for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app as you don't want to miss a moment of the action because we plan to put together two episodes for you next week to recap the WCBL All-Star Game as both Ian and I will be in attendance. If you see us around, make sure to stop and say hi. We might even have some hoodies in tow. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. As always, a tip of the cap to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy are phenomenal partners in helping us tell the game stories in our province. For more, head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.